Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Macy Manning, <laughs> not Suzanne. Hey, uh, we are welcoming Macy into the podcast. Suzanne is on vacation. I guess you could call it a vacation, shouldn't you? I don't think she would call you it a vacation. <laughs> She's helping out a with granny, grandkids. granny Yes, doing some <laughs> wedding planning for our daughter that's about to get married. And so yep. she is away from the podcast booth and so Macy and I are jumping in, talking about a topic that um, I hear from a lot of parents, and that is, my kid won't talk to me. Hmm. And, you know, usually it's maybe it's getting younger. I mean, you know, it could be grade school, late grade school, middle yeah. school, high school, for sure, even older kids. And, you know, they're saying, you know, I just get the silent treatment. I, no matter what, it's no matter what I do, <laughs> they won't talk to me. And so... Um, Macy and I went through that for in, what would you say, middle school, high school years? Yeah. For sure. And, and really, I can even remember, I don't remember how old you were, but you, I remember sitting in the car in the garage and you going, dad, I'm sorry. I was such a jerk to you in high school. <laughs> you remember that? After, yeah. yeah after were, the, yeah. I think I was probably in college at that point. Yep. But there were several, it felt like several seasons, but it was probably several years where I just... It was never a good time for dad to be around or to talk to me or strike up conversation. It was like, it, it sounds so harsh to say, but it was like the biggest inconvenience to be Dawn's daughter. <laughs> so harsh. But I just like have very strong memories of, it was around the time when I got my own room. Cause like Madeline and I shared a room when we were little and then Kinsey and I shared a room a lot through elementary school, middle school. It was probably like eighth or ninth grade. I finally got my own room. We painted it purple and I just had my own space. And every day without fail, dad would come in. Hey, Macy, how was your day? Did you make a good grade on this test? And da, 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 da. And I'm like in the middle of math homework or just got done talking to my friend or texting this boy I liked and my heart's all you know whatever was happening in high school and I just was like hey dad oh well and it, you know one of the things we talked about in you know the past is that I, I did it on my own time I would come in after work or whatever it would mm -hmm. be and and I maybe I didn't wait until the proper time of course I didn't even notice that you know it's like <laughs> hey uh, and I'm an external processor I love to talk to people. Macy's an introvert, loves to be alone, mm -hmm. loves to uh, be by, you know, just be by herself, process things. And um, so it was just a, this, and I felt, you know, so she was talking about how she felt in the process. I would always feel like I was doing something wrong, mm -hmm. you know, that I wasn't, you know, what, what, what do I do? Or it n doesn't work. And, um, yeah. uh, and so it, and then, you know, and I would, invariably we we were just talking about this that i would leave with this look on my face of <laughs> oh you know kind of this 
oh, uh, okay. Like puppy dog with yeah. his tail between his yeah. legs. Like, I'll, I'll try tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you later. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for bothering you. Yeah. And, um, and of course, it made me feel horrible. Like, every time he'd come into my room and I'd blow him off. Or I remember there were specific times where I'd be like, Dad, I have to do this. I cannot just talk to you. Please come back later. And it just was that feeling of like, wow, I'm the worst daughter ever for like blowing my dad off. But also, you know, his fault for coming in at the wrong time. Well, and, 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 and the, <laughs> in the in all of this, Macy's a great kid. I mean, she's she's a godly young lady. She's making good grades. She's not. Yeah. There's no uh, and, and there's no huge issue. That's there's no huge barrier other than just relational that's happening. So, um, you know, parents, we want to talk about it and just, that's just a great example. And, and, uh, one of the things that can happen in any relationship with kids, um, you know, I remember with Michael, our oldest, he was super angry with me for a while. And so that it made our relationship very uh, tense and we didn't talk much for, for a year, you know, it seemed like. And so, or like with Molly, our oldest sister, there were times where like she would like not tell my parents things or keep things from them. So then she seemed super distant because she was actually hiding something. And when it came out, it was not great, but that could even create like tension. There's lots of reasons kids can feel far from their parents. So let's explore that a little bit, parents. Let's talk about, and I want to hear this from Macy because it's been a long time since I've been a teenager, Um, (laughs) you know, but what is it? What are some reasons that if, if you can understand the why behind it? I mean, there's so many reasons why a teenager may not talk to their parents. What, what are some of those? Yeah. I mean, these are common phrases you might hear a lot, but um, mom, dad, you don't get me. Like you don't <laughs> even understand me like that. That's a real issue that parents face is a lack of understanding one generation to the next, like the digital piece of it, the technology piece of it. There's like this whole other world out there that parents can feel pretty left behind. Like what the heck is a TikTok? You and, know, and, and, <laughs> and parents, um, the kids are really are, they're creating their own independence. Yeah. So they are, and you know, from 14 to maybe 24 even, uh, hopefully, you know, it just depends on the kid, but parents become really kind of dumb, you know, to the, to the teenager, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't understand, you yeah. don't get it. You're so I, old. <laughs> yes. I, I am. So uh, I am learning things that you, you don't know. Yeah. And, and I'm re- smarter than you. Right? I'm more relevant than you. It can go on and on, but basically what it boils down to is there's a disconnect in understanding and there has to be a pursuit on both sides, honestly, but at least from the parent to be like, okay, you don't think I understand you? Great. Help me understand you. Like, let's bridge right. that lack of understanding. Well, and also I think that um, I know younger parenting, younger Don, younger dad Don um, <laughs> was much more of a lecturer, much more of a um, um, less of a listener. And so I think that I had trained you guys that when I came in and hmm. you told me something I was going to then tell you, teach you yeah. something that was going. So it's like, who wants that? Yeah. Who, who wants a, a person in their lives as they're becoming independent that's going to lecture them yeah. every time? I and mean, it, it sounds harsh, but it's like, if you are trained, if, if you as a parent come in and you lecture, then you're training your kid to not share stuff. Because if you come in and they say, oh yeah, I was like really not paying attention in class today. And then you go off. 
well, they're not going to tell you about not paying attention yeah. anymore because it creates, and that's another issue. Kids always feel like they get lectured. Yeah. Like they're not going to talk to you. And they super want their parents' approval. Wouldn't you say that? I mean, wouldn't you say that yeah. all your friends, you know, as you were growing up, they wanted their parents to approve of what they oh, yeah. did, even though they wanted to be independent and do their own things. Hence why Molly hid things Yeah, because she wanted our approval. And especially as the firstborn wanted a, wanted us to really think she was special, but then didn't want to give up her things that might not make her yeah. so special, <laughs> you know, or what she thought. Yeah. Well, and I think another issue just to keep in mind parents I mean, you were all teenagers at one point, so you can relate and you do understand. And one of the things to remember is like your kids and specifically your teenagers and young people, they're still trying to figure out who they are. And a lot of times they don't even understand themselves. And so for you to come in and expect them to like be able to tell you how they're feeling and what's going on. They can't like, especially in high school when hormones are raging and all the things are developing and growing and all the desires, like, like literally that is the time where young people are figuring out their passions and their dreams and their hopes and their future. And it's a lot to try and figure out and let alone articulate. And so I think that's an issue kids run into a lot and teenagers is their parents are wanting to know them and wanting to understand them and the kids like thinking me too. I'm trying to know myself. I'm trying to understand myself. And it can create this like hurry up and grow up feeling for kids when they're just trying to discover who they are. Well, I think it's interesting that when we, when kids finally get interesting, you know, when they're middle school, <laughs> high school, they finally, they finally have thoughts, you know, it's not just, you know, then they don't, they don't understand what they're thinking. And then <clears throat> I think that we, also panic a little bit or get frustrated a little bit. And so we push yeah. and instead of pursue, we push. Yeah. And when we push, we push. If you think about if you're trying to kind of reel them in versus coming at them and grabbing them, you know, you're, you're almost pushing them away. And we yeah. see parents, you know, um, parents, a lot of times are working hard at the wrong things mm. and they are, they, so the kid won't talk. So, we are going to have them talk to us. You are going to talk to me. <laughs> Sit and, down. Yeah. And and the very things that they're doing are actually doing more to push them away yeah. because that kid is going, I don't get myself and I don't, and, yeah. and the things I'm scared to talk to you about these things because I'm scared I'm going to get a lecture. I'm scared, you know, you're not going to understand. You're not going to believe in me or yeah. whatever it is. So it's better just to say, okay, I'll do that. Or I will, you know, to, to, and to avoid the conversation yeah. so that, you know, because my friends understand me, my friends relate to me, but yeah. I don't know about these parents. Yeah. What about, was it, um, was it similar with your, with your sisters or was that, you know, so much easier with your sisters to be able to talk to them about things? Yeah, I think sibling dynamic is definitely different than a kid to parent dynamic. And I mean, parents if you're listening to this and you haven't already accepted the the declaration and the statement in your house of like siblings are best friends like go ahead and just start saying that today to your kiddos even if they're teenagers like let that become an anthem of your house is is that like oh this is your brother this is your sister you guys are best friends for life like family sticks so close together your family for life your best friends um, and so there was an element of opening up and sharing things with Madeline or Mackenzie um, or even Molly. We had kind of a hard relationship growing up, but 
But I guess one of the things I'm asking is, and I want parents to kind of grasp this from your perspective and from a teenager's perspective, you are talking to people. So it is possible for that parent to get you to talk to them if they'll do some things that, because you're not just being, you're not just some, and some kids are, I guess they totally isolate themselves, but, but the kids you were around and and the the main kids that you were, they did talk to people, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have friends to this day. I have lots of memories of friends and specifically relationships with their moms and dads where they they literally shut off whole parts of themselves and they would only talk to their girlfriends about the guy they, and they were dating. they shut them off to their parents. They shut off, yeah, like dating they would not talk to their parents about. And and they would even say like, oh, I'm not going there with you. Oh, I'm not talking about that with you, referring to their mom or their dad because the, the kid had been burned by whatever the parent had done. But the, the kid was still talking to all of her girlfriends or the kid was still sharing it at the lunch table. You know, it's not that they were just, you know, keeping it all inside. It's it's going out somewhere. And, and what I want to point out in that is that the the teenager wants to talk about their life and For they sure. do want most most teenagers. I mean, there's there's exceptions to every rule. But um, so and, and so help parents understand what's the difference. You know, what's the difference between talking to your friends or mm-hmm. even some other person that's older or something versus your parents? What's the thought process that goes through a, a teenager's mind? Yeah, I think it's it really what it comes down to is like who is a safe place and who is a trusted place and who is like almost like a landing spot, like a receiving, I don't know a better word for that, a place to receive input. One of the biggest turnoffs for young people is not being heard. So if if you're sharing something and someone doesn't let you get it all the way out, um, that shuts people oh, down. I'm really bad. At that. <laughs> you're growing. <laughs> I know exactly. I, I'm, I need about 20 more years. It feels like, um, but because also, I think I know the answer. Yeah, and you and, and they want to help. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's a perfect perfect summary of what's happening in a lot of young people's heads. Is I'm not looking for help. I'm not looking for the answer. I'm not looking for you to fix it. I'm looking for a trusted friend. I just want to be heard. Yeah. I just want to externally process this thought and this feeling. And Michael even said it. Yes. Michael even said it earlier. Like, I don't know why I did what I did. I don't know this thought process. I just did it. You know, and so many times that's just what we want to get out is like, here's what happened. Oh, yeah. And just kind of sit in that place of like, and, and that's why I'm, I'm excited for us. I, I like talking about the issues, but I'm really excited for us to talk about how we fix it because there's there's so many ways, parents, you can become that safe place. And well, become... and I wanted to set that up a little bit because and let parents hear that because it's not like our kids don't want to talk. Right. And so I think we, we think they're just going in, and they are to some extent. Suzanne says that they go into a cocoon because they're, you know, they kind of become like a two-year-old again. They need more <laughs> sleep and they are, they are doing things that are normal teenage things, but, but they still want to talk and process. And, and if you can, so it's a matter of figuring out some things, some strategies yeah. to help. And it's hard. Yeah. So parents, you know, just because something's hard doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. Oh, yeah. If it's hard, it is worthwhile. Usually yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are the things worth fighting for is the hard thing. And so I see a lot of and so as we transition a little bit into what you want, where you're going is into what to do. One of the things, one of the biggest things is just to keep pursuing. Yeah. 
you know, uh, so to give you some hope, Macy and I, Macy's we like each other. We do. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and, and it, it, most, almost all parents, when they pursue well, their child, they, there's bumps in the road. There's, there's things, especially in those teenage years, but almost always it comes around. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like I want to say to all the parents, if you'll pursue it right, yeah. this too shall pass. Well, and you were talking about the, earlier in the podcast, you were talking about we were sitting in the garage together in your car and I broke down and I repented and I said, I'm so sorry for, you know, the cuss word I was to you all those years <laughs> in high school. And, and I think honestly, if I remember correctly, what unlocked that was you started telling me how proud of me you were. And mm. you started telling me you loved me and like the daughter and the woman I was becoming. First time I'd ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like really impactful. Right. And so even that word pursue can feel kind of daunting and too vague. And so let me just zoom it even more in for you parents. Like start telling your kids how amazing they are. Start mm-hmm. telling them how proud of them you are. Like, like dads, if you're listening to this, there is nothing better that you can do for a daughter and I believe a son I'm just this is my perspective a daughter then like look them in the eye and say hey I'm so proud of you like like you are valuable to me you are worthy to me like like giving them those words of affirmation it it's like supernatural what it does in your heart and it feels like and again I'm a dad so I'll relate to dads but it feels like you have to do it a lot for it to penetrate. Yeah. That's so often, you know, it's like, I, the reason I joked about that was the first time I'd ever done it. I was like, <laughs> you know, I felt like I was, you know, really telling my, especially later in parenting, later in your, like your teenage years that I'd learned a lot about encouraging and, and telling them, you know, that you, it, and they, but it seems like it, it's got to penetrate yeah. all those insecurities. It's got to, yeah, and, and, and it takes a lot of that. And, and, and that one lecture or that one disapproval, it takes 30 times to (laughs) to overcome it, it seems like. And so it's got to be a way of life that you are speaking life into your, especially dads, like you're saying, dad, we're we're talking dad to daughter here. Dads to your daughters is going, man, I'm so proud of you. In spite of the fact that they may have done some things that disappoint you. You know, they may, you, you don't know, I mean, where they're at, but I mean, or maybe you do and you don't like it, but it's like, Still, you know, God made them, they're wonderful, yeah. and you are so proud of them. Yeah, and just even, I'm I'm thinking of like all these different visuals and examples of like, what are things you do every day? You brush your teeth every day, you go to the bathroom every day, you know, hopefully you work out or do something active every day, you eat every day, you know, like, why is it such a revolutionary idea that we would encourage our relationships every day? Well, it's, and we lecture every day. You right, know, we, yeah. We, we tell them what they're doing wrong every day. Yeah, why and, would we think that it's it's it has to be far, far outweighed, just like our relationship with God. He's a loving father. Every chance you give him, he tells you he loves you. We give that away to our relationships yeah. too. We have to. It's, it's the only way to cultivate those strong relational connections. Yeah, I think... Um, Another area to look at is just to ask questions and realize that so often, um, and, you know, I would ask the questions so often in, in our relationship and, and it would be the wrong time or whatever, and it would come <laughs> back void. That's going to happen. And it's like, but if you keep, again, going back to pursue, and if you, 
what we call, we call them asking inquisitive questions, not yeah. accusatory questions. Yeah, Where good. have you been? What are you doing? You know, yeah. you know, why aren't you doing this? Yes. You and, sh- shouldn't you have already done this? Yeah. Why are you watching TV again? You know, instead of doing your homework, get your homework done. I yeah, mean, the question's uh, answered. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing to answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, but asking inquisitive questions and, uh, and really like Macy was saying, and it's so hard for me to do, but just to let them finish. Mm-hmm. If you once you do get that breakthrough, and it usually comes in inconvenient times, <laughs> you know, when you really have about five minutes to have the conversation, and all of a sudden you they, really have to go to the bathroom yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you're late for somewhere, and it's all of a sudden you've got to now that's when they want to talk for 20 minutes. It yeah. seems like that that's or they want to open up about something, but that's that's relationships they're yeah. messy they are inconvenient and they're not structured and yeah. um and so the more you ask those questions and the more you look for opportunities to be open yeah. um and you know you even talked about before the podcast of being their friend especially yeah. as they get to be teenagers and you know, as a parent, that really, some parents, it really strikes a chord. I'm not their friend. I'm their parent. Authority. Yes. And, and it's like, <laughs> and yes, all that's true. But, you know, Jesus said, it, it, you're, you're my friend. I, yeah. I don't, I no longer call you servants. He said yeah. in John, because a servant does not know what the master's doing. He yeah. said, I have called you friends because I have revealed to you everything the father gave me. Yeah. And it's like, ah, you know, when I read that scripture and applied it into parenting, I'm like, as my kids get older, even younger, I mean, I can be their friend. I can connect with them yeah. as a friend while still being the authority and the parent in their lives. Yeah, we were talking about going back in the podcast whenever my dad would come into my room. It was convenient for him, but he wasn't looking for like the best opportunity for us to connect. He wanted to connect with me because he's a good dad and he loves me. But it never crossed his mind to be like, oh, is this a good time for Macy? Oh, is this the best time to pursue her heart? Is she the most available to like build our friendship? And and one of the things we did a little bit later in high school, I kind of started to realize like, oh my goodness, I'm going to college. Like I'm moving away. And so me and my dad went to breakfast a couple different times and and that was so fun. That right. was a set aside time for us to build our friendship. And we talked about finances and we talked about college and we talked about boys and all the these things came out of those conversations that built our friendship. Um, but it was through like that personal quality time together. It wasn't just like this passing sometimes, and maybe this is a little bit harsh too, but sometimes parents, they can feel like for kids, if you're just, if you're just trying to, to like talk to them on your terms, it can feel like you're just like checking a box. Like you're my kid and I know I'm supposed to connect with you. So, Hey, how's your day? How you doing? And it can come across and, and like, kids are not dumb. Like we're observant and we're in tune. And so we can tell like, oh, you know, dad just asked me, how's my day? But then he picked up his phone. Right. He's really not that interested. He doesn't care. And why am I about to share my heart and about my feeling great and about this guy who made me feel like an idiot? Well, he doesn't care. I'm either going to not get listened to or I'm going to get lectured about it. Yeah, it's a lose-lose. Yeah, exactly. Instead of, so parents, you know, what we're trying to say is, and, and, realize I am not the best at it at all. I mean, I, I married a relationship ninja, but, um, <laughs> and my wife, but she's, uh, she's amazing at it, but I've had to, it's, it's almost like, um, learning to play golf or something. You're just, you know, if you can, if you, if, if the people, parents that are out there who are not relation, very good relationally can relate, you know, uh, man, it's, it just takes a lot of practice. Yeah. It, there's, there's frustrations. There's, you know, you think you got it down and then you 
put a shot in the water. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what happens, it seems like. And, and, and then I think the other thing that really helps is for the parent to go, hey, I, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I, 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 I want to and really just to say things like, I'm sorry I lectured you or yeah. I really want to connect with you. I believe in you. Um, I, many times, one of the things that helped me as a parent is to I would tell my kids a lot. Hey, would you just remember I'm for you? Yeah, I am for you. I am I am out for your best interest. Yeah, I want the best for you. I want and I want to help you find out where God is speaking into your life. Yeah. And so just saying things like that instead of, you know, what you're not doing, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to, you know, get a good scholarship or whatever <laughs> it is. You know, how are you going to be a good baseball player or whatever it is? If you can just flip those statements, even that can start to break open the relationship. Yeah, so good. And just be encouraged that pursuing takes time. Like my dad said, it can be hard, but you will see breakthrough. Like me and my dad are an everyday testimony. One of my favorite parts of getting ready for my wedding almost a year and a half ago was getting to practice my daddy-daughter dance in the kitchen with my dad. Like mm. it was hilarious to watch our different personalities come out and he wanted to lead and I wanted to lead. And I was like, what? And it, you just watched it all come out in our relationship that we'd built of like, this is exactly what dads and daughters are supposed to do. They're supposed to be blunt and they're supposed to be silly and they're supposed to be able to talk openly and share their emotions and be heard and be seen. And so if that's like a dream in your heart as a mom or dad with your kids, you're like, oh, I just long to have a good relationship. Keep pursuing, keep asking questions, get your eyes up and open and look for opportunities to talk to them on their terms when they're ready, not when it's most convenient for you. And really do focus on building a friendship more than you lecture and building a relationship with your kid instead of just bossing them around or telling them what to do. I think one of my favorite things my parents say is, hey, we're in this for a long time. Parenting and loving your kids and building a family, it takes years, it takes decades. It's a full-time job and it's the best job you're gonna get to do. And so I just encourage you parents, if your kids are never gonna say it to you, let me say it to you. Like you're doing the very best you can keep pursuing that silent kid keep pursuing yeah. that distant closed off kid they need you and god put you in their life for a reason yeah there is no greater joy than to see your kid walking with jesus and in good relationship with you as a parent yeah so um that is worth it. Yeah. And and we don't know. I mean, sometimes I think as parents, we go, well, I just don't know. I, they give up. Parents give up because they don't think it's going to work out or yeah. they don't lose see hope. A, yeah. And so don't lose hope. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yes. And don't ever lose hope. And because it's the best thing that ever happens if when it works yeah. and, and and when a parent pursues a kid well and is a is a good model of Jesus for them as well. It does work. Yeah. I mean, that's the way God designed it. Yeah. He designed it for us to, to have that great relationship with our kids. And so it's God's design and we step into more and more faith. I, you know, I just remember, I don't know how many kids I had at the time, but I said, I think maybe five, you know, I was, <laughs> I was 10, 15 years into parenting. I said, I'm not losing one of my kids. I'm yeah. not losing the relationship with them and I'm not going to lose them to, to the enemy. Yeah. And, and that became a, um, 
just a commitment in life. And now, you know, uh, you fast forward 15 years later or whatever, and God's made that a reality. And so going back to specifically the relationship with, with Macy and I, God redeemed that, you know, and, and now we do have an awesome relationship, have had for years. And we did get the breakthrough. You never know when it's going to come, <laughs> but you just keep pursuing it. Yeah. And I was just talking, I was at lunch with a guy today, and um, he said, um, ah, I wish I could remember it. I'm, I'm going to stop and find my iPad. Keep talking, Macy, for just a second. <laughs> literally, I'm literally. Um, yeah, I, I just, last thing I was going to add before we close out is, like prayer is so powerful. And so if parents, you do feel like you're losing hope, or you feel like it, your kid and your relationship is becoming more and more of a lost cause, just keep praying and just keep finding ways, get creative and keep praying that that breakthrough would come. This parent was talking about his kids, 21 now, and the kid, good kid, spiritual kid, but just questioning his faith a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, what my friend would do is he would tend to want to be right Hmm. And he said, and he said, when he was right, it always pushed his kid away. Hmm. And so his statement, he said that I want, I wrote it down because I'm going to make a post out of it. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to teach it to parents. He said, just keep the conversation going hmm. because keeping the conversation going is more important than being right. Wow. And that was, and I was like, oh, I got to write that down. That's so good. <laughs> and so I'll call him now and tell him that I used it in the podcast. But um, so wrapping up, parents, just pursue it. Yeah. It's worth it. Uh, thanks, Macy, for being on. I mm-hmm. love getting the perspective of um, our, our kids because, you know, we, um, we need those perspectives to understand. I hope, parents, you understand a little bit more about your teenager or your teenager coming up. Yeah. And you will, you will purpose to pursue purpose to keep the conversation going yep hey thanks for joining us and um we will see you next time go be crazy parents crazycoolfamily.com